the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be to simply be with him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Hey, it's a great day. I'm so happy to be with you today. And we are talking about the book of Ruth. When we left at the last session, at the last talk, wow, we covered a lot, didn't we, on the last show? We covered probing those depths. What about the why? What about why Why suffering? Why me? Why sorrow? Why, why hardship? And I just want to really quickly remind you of the four things we talked about. It could have been the dusty, fallen, curse-filled earth that you're walking around in. Number two, it could have been that Maybe it's because you're waiting, you're waiting on God and you're maturing, you're maturing, you're growing in your faith in Christ. It could be unconfessed personal or corporate sin, the people around you. Number four, it could be the direct assault of Satan. I don't know what it is. I could be a mixture of those things, but those were a few. You may have others, but those were a few of the wise. And so that was on the last show. But today we want to say, okay, we maybe we don't know why. We all ask God, why? I don't understand. But how can we heal? How can we move forward? We want to find the healing from in the midst of that suffering. We want to find the healing from grief and loss. Most people, you can immediately find yourself in Naomi's story. We've all experienced sorrow and pain. Some of us have known traumatic times of bereavement and loss, which parallel Naomi's life. Perhaps even now. You're submerged in such a crisis. How will you respond? How will I respond? I remember a dear, dear friend of mine. Her name was Louise. And when I was a new, a new mom, a new, newly wed, I'd been newly married and I was a new mom. I needed a job. I was pregnant <laughs> and I, I was married, married and pregnant, been married about a year. And I was looking for a job. And right down the street from my house was a family. And then the family, her name was Louise. And she was a mother. I think she was 33 at the time, 33 to 35. She had two children, and she had had the third bone marrow transplant for leukemia. And my job was to go down the street, get there early, help her make the beds, help her get the kids ready for daycare, help her pack lunches, help her go to doctor visits. I did all, uh, all sort of little, you know, I vacuumed her, anything really that they needed. And I fell in love with Louise, absolutely fell in love with her. I remember she taught me all about newborns, how to put a newborn on a schedule, because my son Aaron, when he was born, I would take him with me to work in the little car seat, you know, the little carrier seat, and he would go with me to work. And so she taught me. She taught me how to have a have my kids on a schedule. She taught me about clothing sizes for newborns and toddlers and so many things. She taught me 
she really taught me about love, love for family, how to love your kids, how to love each other well. And we did ceramics together. We we would paint. So I painted uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse for my son's uh, baby nursery because we would paint ceramics together. I remember I painted her a Jiminy Cricket because she liked Jiminy Cricket. So anyway, we did all these things, and we were really close. I, we would eat together, paint together, clean together. I would take her to treatments. And when Louise passed, I thought, oh, I don't know how, I don't know how to do this, you know. And I would still go and take care of the kids and, and help her husband uh, with the house duties while he was gone to work and those, those sort of things. I did this for five years. And Louise was gone for a, a good portion of that. R- Louise and I would pray together. I remember kneeling on her living room floor and praying together. We prayed the Lord's Prayer together. She had a, a Catholic mother-in-law who had really taught her the Lord's Prayer. And that was her how she really came to know the Lord uh, in a really neat, personal way. She would pray the Lord's Prayer. And we prayed that together. We talked about God. We talked about so many things. But it was hard. And it was a time of, of, of suffering in her life and I just, I remember it had been about a year. She'd been gone about a year. And I pulled in the driveway. Her little white house sat up on a tiny hill, and there was a bank of flocks, purple purple flocks. That's a, a flower that would bloom in the spring. And I parked my car, and that was her favorite flower. And I just, the grief was overwhelming. And I thought, God, it's been a year. Why am I sobbing? I'm still sobbing. But because when you love someone, when you do life with someone, when you care for someone and you care for their people, there's a grief. And I, I can only imagine the grief that Naomi and that Ruth felt and Orpah when they lost their husbands and they lost their son and they're coming back to Bethlehem. So I don't know why. And I asked myself that question many times. Why about Louise? I would ask the Lord, try to understand. And I think it's okay to ask God those questions. Sometimes he shares answers with us through his word, sometimes through a word of someone else or in our heart of hearts. So I think the first step toward healing in these suffering moments is to ask God, God, give us insight. What caused this? You know, was it corporate sin? Was it unwise behavior, like a a pattern? Was it uh, a lack of wisdom or godliness because of the one that was in leadership over you? Was it calamity just caused by life in a sin-filled world? Was it satanic warfare? I don't know, but you can ask God some of those questions. Sometimes we may not know the answer in this lifetime, and we'll, we'll, we'll learn in heaven. When, sometime in heaven, we'll understand fully everything. But I think that we can have these conversations with God because he wants to be, he wants to be close to us. And then... Once, if he gives you an insight into a situation, you can begin to act on that. So you say, Jennifer, what could I do? Well, what if God showed you that it had to do with sin? Well, begin to confess it. Begin to ask him to cleanse you, to forgive you, and to begin to walk sensitively in the Holy Spirit and in the light of his word. Maybe it's a behavior thing. Begin to say, God, Show me, show me how I can practice a new behavior and submit my way to you. What if it was an attack? What if it was just something vicious? I was talking to a friend this week and she's, she was telling about a family member that she said, they just hate me. 
they, they literally hate me. She said, I've never had anyone so vicious against me, and I just don't know what to do. So maybe that's the root of your suffering. Someone is truly just against you. I think about uh, put on that full armor of God. Put on, it says in Ephesians 6, to put on that full armor of God and then begin to ask God to protect you, to anoint you with the Holy Spirit. Get others to pray with you. Submit yourself to God in prayer. So there's so many different things that we could do. What if it's just calamity? You know, my, my parents live in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and I was driving through there with them not too long ago. And, wow, certain streets are just wiped out by the tornado, totally wiped out. Even the righteous are sometimes touched by calamity, and God knows our pain. So we have to begin to ask God for deliverance. We have to begin to ask God for comfort and allow other people to comfort us if you're in the midst of calamity. And just hold on to your faith. Job 2.11 we love how Job, he held tight to his faith. Psalm 22, ask God for that comfort. So we also, the next step is we have to understand that a resolution of grief and loss, it's a process and it's okay. Give yourself grace and time to walk through each situation, each resolution that you need to come to. So there's a few stages that you have to walk through. And, and the first one is shock and denial. We, when something happens, a lot of times we're in a short-lived part of the process where we just refuse to even believe what happened. And this could even, if you're in shock and denial, it may, you maybe you're in the phase where you are bargaining with God, where you're in the middle of saying, hey, God, I'm in shock. I, I, I can't believe this happened. That's okay. You can talk to him about it. You don't, what you don't want to do is to blame him. And that is such a fine line, isn't it? Once we begin to blame him, we stop trusting him. We stop loving him. We stop interacting with him. And as soon as you stop doing that, now you are in a tough place. It's not going to work long term. So just be careful. Even Job's friends said, hey, you should, you should be mad at God. No. So be careful. Be careful not to blame him, but be willing to talk to him about it tell him why you're upset ask him the questions he wants you to inter ask him those questions so you want to begin processing and talking to him I, ha I have another friend who had a great loss and I kept saying Lord what is the root of their spiritual blockage I kept I kept asking God I was like God I I can't seem to talk to them about you but they're a wonderful person but there's this blockage and I know they've had suffering in their life what is the blockage and we were talking one day and they said to me you know I just don't feel the same about God anymore and they had blamed him they had blamed him and all the warm fuzzy loving wonderful feelings that they had about God had dissipated and I was like wow God just showed me the root he showed me the root they blamed him and we have to be careful not to blame God for the suffering in our life because he cares for you. He loves you. It says uh, also that sometimes we might turn our anger. You know, don't let your anger, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So sometimes we're angry. And you know, you can even talk to God about your anger. But we don't want it to let the sun go down on our anger. Because again and again and again, this 
anger can just eat you up. So anger turned outward. You know, that's a reaction to the truth of a situation that's directed towards someone other than you. And sometimes it's anger toward God. You know, God can handle your disappointment. He can handle, just tell him in prayer. Or what about anger turned inward, sadness, depression, guilt? You may really need a friend to walk that through with you or walk it through with the Lord in prayer every day, every day until you feel that you've walked through that process. You know, genuine grief, it's, it's an expression of your pain and loss and you want to share that with the Lord. But once you have done that, once you have told him everything, even shared your anger and your fear with him, then you will come to a place, you're going to come to a place of resolution and joy and a zest for living in life and a closeness to God are going to return to you. So that's why we walk through that process. So just share it with him again and again until you feel that you've worked it out with him. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you are listening to Simply for Women. We're covering a lot. We're, we're in the midst of Ruth. We're in the midst of that suffering with Naomi, and it's worth taking a good hard look at. Thank you for listening today. I want you to stay with us. Because we have a guest, we have a special interview that's going to enrich your faith. It's going to be really fun, so stay with us. You're listening to Simply for Women. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.